Fierce Fan Media. Look at us solving problems left and right. <laughs> Leave meeting. <laughs> uh, i almost selected that because you said it and i was like no I'm not supposed it's to like that meeting. thing of when your I'm iphone's unlocked like when your iphone's unlocked the like answer and decline button switch places from when your iphone mm-hmm. is locked oh, and i right. never press the right thing oh, the worst mess. so hello everybody and welcome to our second installment of what are we calling it like well, just Taylor Swift stuff. Queer. Yeah. Queer. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Or just obsession with Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A fangirling of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rabbit hole. The rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Welcome to the Taylor Swift rabbit hole. Uh, we're all mad here. Um, <laughs> it's like the rabbit Wonderland. Hole oh, we should call it Wonderland. Oh, I like that. Aww. I like that. that. I love that. Are you deep okay. enough into uh, Swiftigrand to know what that means, Aaron? Wonderland? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just for sure. Oh, oh God. Come on, <laughs> Jamie. I'm like, have you not read the PowerPoints I've sent you? No, I have. How do you even know her? Clearly, your training program, Jackie, is suffering, and you know to get a funny. better training program. That's because yeah, poor Aaron's just always the recipient of what I'm the most excited about, like newfound knowledge. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> Um, it's one of my favorites whenever I get a phone call from Jackie and she's like what are you doing I'm like nothing she's like okay cool because I have a Taylor Swift theory and I'm like done I'm so glad I have no life she's a little more like I don't know with me she's a little bit more like do you want to hear something? It's a little more like testing the waters. Like, yeah, do you no, want to hear this? She knows I'm all in. Yeah. I'm yeah. all in. Aaron's all in. Stacey's a little a, bit more level-headed. Aaron, Aaron will jump head first with me into yeah, the no diving section a, of the pool. You're such a yeah. slut for that information. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, tell me all of it. I don't, I will, I'll agree with you. Immediately. Oh. Yes, immediately, I need to hear it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we know we have a lot of listeners that don't tune into our normal podcast, The Weekly Wind Down. Which is um, rude. Yeah. So, <laughs> Feel free. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, going to be covering today um, reputation and lover. And I got your messages. I know that a lot of you disagree with me that lover is a break isn't a breakup album, but I'm going to prove you wrong today. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, and so I am Jackie. I'm Stacy. It just sounds I'm, weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm Aaron. And I'm Anne. And welcome. <laughs> so let's just like get right. Well, first of all, we all got punked over the holidays. I got punked for sure. I thought for sure another album was coming out. Me too. I saw so many TikToks and so much evidence. Uh, Well, even the Empire State Building, like going like speak now colors. Did I say Empire? I mean softball player. The Empire State Building. (laughs) The Empire State Building punked us. Like there's part of the problem is because Taylor Swift has built her like entire career around leaving Easter eggs for her fans. Now everything looks like like looking into Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. And when people are like, oh my God, you guys, Swifties read too much into everything, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but that's how she trained us all. Like she's been doing this forever, forever. If she were to just say like, it's going to come out on this day, I'd be like, no, it's not. (laughs) 
Nope. She's going to be us. two. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have I, to I, analyze whatever the press release was yeah. you know, backwards and forwards. Right. And yeah, there's a secret message in there. I know. It. And, uh, yeah. like, well, remember because the one had like the capital letters all over it and you're like, mm-hmm. had to put it together and you're like, oh my God, there's a secret message. Like, okay. This is like super be. unrelated, but when I'm watching Yellow Jackets, I feel a little bit like I'm watching a Taylor Swift music video or something, especially the title sequence. I'm mm-hmm. like looking for clues and symbols and like, Oh my God, same. Like how many of these things are on there? Yeah. Like she's got me all, I don't know. She's got I'm you feral. I'm a citizen. Feral. What's it called? A citizen, citizen crime fighter. Yeah. <laughs> citizen detective. I'm a Taylor Swift citizen detective. Aren't we all? You need your decoder ring. (laughs) Little Orphan Annie from the 1940s or whatever. (laughs) All right. So let's just get into reputation. So before that, I am going to float the fan theory of reputation was never supposed to come out right after 1989. There is a theory that there was actually an album in between the two and it was going to be called Karma. And some of the reasons that people believe that is because in like the man music video where uh, he's peeing on the wall and all of her albums are listed, there is one that says Karma on it right above the man, Taylor, who's, I forget her name in that video, but um, there's one called Karma. And also Taylor herself has said you can you can kind of see at the end of every era her hair changes her look changes she's moving into the next one and at the end of red you saw her kind of start to transition into the 1989 era she cut her hair off uh for the last tour in for the last show in hong kong before she came back to the states in 1989 started because taylor has released an album every two years like clockwork since the beginning with the exception of folklore and evermore which hey it's her first pandemic like things are (laughs) things are wild (laughs) So there was, when uh, she was finishing up 1989, you saw her transition into like that whole bleachella era where like she cut her hair, uh, like her hair went bleach blonde. She went kind of grunge. She was, it was very, um, I know it kind of also fits with reputation, but not completely because it looked a little bit more rockish. Reputation was never supposed to happen. I don't think at all, not even out of order, like until all that. Right. Stuff started. Yeah. Well, and it if you look at the music video, look what you made me do when she has all those tailors standing in front of the actual plane, there's one in the background and she's standing on the wing and, um, she's dressed in like the, uh, the palm tree look and everything. And she has her head up and that's supposedly like the real tailor because you only catch glimpses of her, which is supposed to represent like we only catch glimpses of the real Taylor. Otherwise we see her through all these eras and she's cutting off the wings of reputation, the plane that says reputation on the side and on the tail, it says TS six. So the theory is she got rid of that album, which was going to be TS six grounded it and created reputation because of everything that happened with Kim and Kanye. So there is the theory is there's a missing album out there, which is why a lot of people think, when Taylor said that she's going to have more 1989 has more vault tracks, than anybody else, because a lot of those were meant for karma. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So especially I did because, see a track listing, like somebody like at, who knows if it's true, whatever, but cardigan was on it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So interesting reputation. Oh, precedes wow. me. <laughs> 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 all right 
I do enough talking. Let's go through everyone's like overall interpretations of reputation. We'll go in order. Stacy. Okay. First of all, I'm sorry. I'm eating cookie dough ice cream. Um, I have to confess, I did eat all of the cookie dough out of it when I first got it. And so now I'm just like putting cookie did you dough have back, to confess that? back into it. Uh-huh. I did. The people want to know. Um, uh, reputation is my like when I am like angry or just feeling like the baddest bitch. Like that's the album that I want to listen to. Like that's the Taylor Swift album I want. And I just thought that there was something so cool about Oh God, what was ready for it used for? Was it like the, was it the Super Bowl? Or I don't remember. It was some kind of, it was some kind of NFL, NFL thing that came out like, like right around the same time that was used for that, which I just thought was such a like, oh, so cool. And I remember when, um, oh God, I just remember when this album came out thinking like, this is so different than anything she's ever done before. And I don't know, like, oh God, every song on that album, like I can't think of a song that I skip when I listen Mm -mm. to it. Like, yeah, like at all. Like, I just can't, I just can't. And like, look what you made me do when it first came out. Like, I remember listening to it and being like, oh, this is, this is different. And then I saw the video and I was like, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm sold I'm here for it like I can't like and I'm a really big fan of Todrick Hall like really big fan of Todrick Hall for like a long long time um and the fact that he was in that video made me so happy um but like god everything everything about that video for look what you made me do is like it's just god it's just so good like I don't I don't know. As far as like songs on it go. Okay. My like number one bad bitch anthem. I think when I'm listening to this is I did something bad. (laughs) I love that song. Like I just, (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. So good. Um, I, I think that new year's day might be my favorite. Oh God. It's so hard. New year's day might be my favorite song on that album. And I just think it's super interesting that it's the last one. Like, I don't know. It sort of bookends it kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. I just, but like literally, oh, this is why we can't have nice things is another one that I'm just like, oh, when I'm in a bad mood, I just like, oh, that's my jam. And then I think it's also like, this is kind of like a horny Taylor album too, like expressing her sexuality and like, I think there's like, I don't know, dress. Super gay. Super gay. Super, super gay. Um, But, oh, I can't even pick like gorgeous is so good. So it goes is so good. Don't blame me is another one that I'm like, oh, when I'm feeling myself, don't blame me is like. See, I've always thought that reputation was way more of the album where she's falling in love with someone than lover was. Totally. Mm-hmm. 100%. I know it's supposed to be like this whole thing against Kim and Kanye, but I don't read it like that at all. This is way more of a love album. I really, than... oh, I think to me, um, look what you made me do is the only one is the only song on this album that I think really like addresses that whole situation. And I don't even, I can't even tell if it's about Kanye or if it's about Scooter Braun. Well, that too. And her record company. But like, 
I think that there's some, there's definitely some heartbreak in some of these things, but you can't tell me like, I'm sorry, New Year's Day, I think is one of the most like romantic songs ever. Cause it's just about the most mundane stuff. Like, oh, oh, it gets me. But like, I'm sorry. There's some, there, some of these songs on here. I'm like, there's no getaway car. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. It's I so feel good. Like- I feel like reputation to me is I mean I get like it was right after the whole Kim Kanye thing and da 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 but like in my mind it's it was uh, to me because okay so the first time I ever listened to the full album was after I watched the Netflix reputation tour oh like, well, and they had that on there oh so good like, I was like okay all right and this was before I was really good friends with you guys when Jackie was you know feeding me before your All life this, began. Um, yeah, honestly, B, it was BT. It was before <laughs> Taylor, really. Before I was like legit of a huge fan. I was like, okay, like, wow, Taylor Swift is really good live. Holy shit. I can't believe I didn't know this. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I listened to the album and I was just like, holy shit, this album is fucking awesome. And it's so much more my style of music too, because like, I, I'm like, I've said in the past, I've never been a huge fan of Taylor's countryside, um, which is probably why I didn't really start totally liking her until 1989. Um, but like, I felt like reputation was this moment when she said, this is what you think my reputation is, but this is what it really is. This is what it should be. I'm not that great. I'm not just a good girl all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I have a fucking streak through me don't fuck me over. Don't try to be a dick to me. I will fucking come back and haunt you from beyond. You know, I felt like it was very much this moment when she was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to continue to just lay down and take it any longer. You know, what's funny is they, everyone always says, don't cross the Scorpio. Sagittarius's are actually way worse. They're they're so vengeful. They're so vengeful. They're actually way worse than Scorpio. I just felt, I feel, no, you're fine. I just feel like everything in reputation just is so well done. Every single song Mm -hmm. is good. Every single song is different. Like, oh God, to a T, the the fact that you can listen to the whole album and every single song is different. Like there's not a single song that sounds similar to any, uh, anything else she's ever done, but also like no song has that same, like the same hook, the same, anything. It's so fucking amazing. And I love that. I fucking love that. It's why it broke my heart on Miss Americana and the documentary when she said, when she, when it didn't get nominated for a Grammy no, and she said, I'll right. just write a better album. And I was I like, cried. no, no. Right? <laughs> like that is an amazing album. And I, it, people it just is. weren't expecting it from her. So it right. threw them off. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, until folklore, like I, 1989 will always hold a very special place in my uh, Taylor Swift heart. You know what I mean? Because it was like my first, it was like my gateway album, you know, (laughs) and I loved 1989, but like then getting into fucking reputation, I was like, oh my God, but folklore obviously is my fave favorite album, but reputation can Go yeah, toe to toe with up it. there for me. It's so good. And dress, come on. I oh getaway car, so king good. of my heart. I know. I just can't handle it. I can't handle 90% of those songs. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the best part is Gail really loves that album too. So sometimes I'll just come home and she's listening to it. I'm like, right on. This is awesome. <laughs> what do you think, Anne? 
So my analysis has a few tentacles to it <clears throat> because I was looking at the when we were thinking about reputation and we were thinking about lover, I started looking at, at, at information and our songs that were released around that. So I wasn't exposed to reputation until probably about a year ago. And I absolutely love it. Hands down. Um, my favorite song is the, the, you know, the title, the kick, you know, ready for it. Like that's my, that's my go-to song. And then um, dancing with our hands tied. I mean, that's just, that's so sexy. So <laughs> I have favorite ones depending on my mood, but I love yeah. them all. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. I was looking at, so there's a, so I have a, I, tr I actually have a playlist that I keep adding to when I hear songs that really speak to me for whatever reason, and they're all different genres. I mean, it goes from classical to rap, to country, to folk, to pop. And this, uh, and the song that, that um, I connected with was, this is what you came for mm -hmm. and had no clue that Taylor Swift had anything to do with it until recently, but that song was released in 2016. So I feel like that's a part of leading into the reputation where her headspace was, where her, her, um, where her music was, because it's very, it's more similar to reputation than 89. So I feel like that was a song that she did um, with Ka with Calvin Harris, obviously. Mm -hmm. But God, I'd love to hear her sing that song today, right? I'd love to go to see her in concert and have her perform that one. But I feel like that was like the beginning of, you know, she, she sings backup on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is getting into reputation. Like, I feel like that song was sort of like coming before it and really connects with the rest of the music on the reputation album for me mm -hmm. um but i um i actually went back and and re-watched miss americana um mm -hmm. because i i don't know every time i watch that i feel like i get some like different insights um and like you said everything that she all these easter eggs everything is so um intentional that she does and that she says and some things from that film just don't add up for me um there's a lot of just i don't know conflicts in some of the things that she said and what's shown mm -hmm. in that but but from just a reputation perspective oh my god i love it but you know what from a sales perspective coming off of 1989 you know it did do so well right it was um just for u.s sales comparatively 6.2 million US was 89 and the reputation dropped to 2.2. Um, Lover was 1.2, which I think was mostly due to the fact that Lover wasn't released until August mm -hmm. of 2019. So it didn't have as much opportunity for her to promote it in through 2020 because of, of COVID. Right, which is too bad. I mean, I know we're not talking about Lover right now, Right. It's too bad because there were so many really good summer songs on that album to not come out until August. Like, mm -hmm. right. So <clears throat> I think uh, Reputation is her most underrated album by far. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got the Rona, so I'll be coughing randomly. <laughs> um, when uh, lyrically, it's some of her best work, honest, like 
it, I, I think it explores avenues of her with an intensity and deepness that we didn't see before that, even in 1989, not since red actually did. I think she was kind of as exposed as she was in, in reputation. And um, although I love lover, uh, she didn't expose herself again then until folklore and evermore. So um Again, it broke my heart to see her on Miss Americana talk about how she just she would write a better album. And I know that Reputation didn't sell as well, but it was the largest grossing concert of the year. So that that summer tour of hers. And if you guys haven't seen Taylor Swift in concert, you are missing out. And I know that's a super privileged, super privileged thing to say because her tickets are expensive because they sell out so fast. So you have to get them on like resale sites. So I'm not saying like you're not a real Taylor Swift fan if you've never seen her. Of course, I'm not because they're hard to get tickets to. But she is phenomenal in concert. You will never not think you every dollar wasn't spent to put on that show. The pyrotechnics, the dancers, the costume oh changes. God, the costume. Everything. It's it's incredible. Um, but I did kind of want to go in and just right out of the gate. So a lot of the questions that we got were kind of focused around, okay, you kind of have our attention um, as far as she may be gay, but what about Joe? She, during her secret sessions, um, she has never, she has intentionally previous to reputation has never revealed who any of the songs are about because she has said often, even though I write them from a personal place, they're supposed to be however you feel about them. So I've never wanted to attribute specific songs to people. The obvious ones are there. Dear John is obviously about John Mayer because he threw a man child tantrum about it. Um, and then tried to write paper dolls to get back at her, which just fell flat. And then like, of course we all know Jake Gyllenhaal and all too well, even though hmm, we can make an argument for that too, but, um, (laughs) we could make an argument that maybe it started that way. I don't think that's what it represents anymore, but, um, so right out of the gate, at, at her um, secret sessions, which she holds with her fans. And if you're one of the lucky people that get selected to go, you go to Taylor's house and she plays the album for you. And you're like, you sign non-disclosure agreements unless she says there's certain things that you can say. She makes cookies for you. It sounds delightful. I would <laughs> probably not go because I would die, but- um, <laughs> I would go. I, would I don't totally think I could. Go. I don't think I could handle it. I would, I would 100% go. go. And I would probably after it would then die. <laughs> so she broke she broke the um, proverbial like fourth wall on this one saying that every single song on reputation was about her sweet baby angel and I'm quoting her sweet baby angel boyfriend Joe Alwyn which immediately everyone was kind of like huh like <laughs> When did you two start dating? Because none of this adds up. So even out of the gate, I'm going to skip over Ready For It, even though I think Ready For It is one of the best songs on the album. But um, the next song, Endgame, which she does with uh, Ed Sheeran and Future. So there's a specific um, part of this song that Ed Sheeran sings. And everyone was like, well, that's because it's from a boy's perspective. But I'm going to read the lyrics right now. Okay. Okay. So the part, <laughs> um, can I just say real quick, the sure. meaning changes so much when you take, when you just read the lyrics, mm-hmm. it changes everything. So Ed Sheeran's part that he sings in this song, it says, knew her when I was young, reconnected when we were a little bit older, both sprung. I got issues on both. I got issues and chips on both of my shoulders. Reputation precedes me and rumors I'm knee deep. The truth is it's easier to ignore it, believe me. 
Even when we'd argue, we'd not do it for long. And you understand the good and the bad end up in the songs for all your beautiful traits and the way you do it with ease for all my flaws, paranoia and insecurities. I've made mistakes and made some choices, but it's hard to deny after the storm, something was born on the 4th of July. I've passed days without fun. This end game is the one with four words on the tip of my tongue. I'll never say it. <clears throat> this is not written by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like it's not written from his perspective. And I will tell you why I think that um, Ed Sheeran's reputation doesn't precede him. He's not in needy broomers about anything. I like Ed Sheeran. <clears throat> I'm not hating on him. I think he's super talented. He is famous because he opened for Taylor Swift and his career took off after that. And they've remained friends, but he's not like tabloid. Father. Right. 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 And for all my flaws, paranoia and insecurities, she's notoriously paranoid. That's why she only records songs on her iPhone. That is why she has, um, she leaves hotel rooms in or her house in suitcases that, I mean, and how can you not be? She's the biggest pop star on the planet, but she is notoriously paranoid about people finding out her songs, which is why she keeps like super encrypted, why she doesn't write them down on things um, except for her journals that she keeps on her, why she safeguards her phone the way she does. Um, at that time, nobody was under the microscope more with mistakes and choices than she was. So when people say, Oh, she can, he can say in there knew her when I was young because it's being sung from Ed's perspective. It's just not true. It's just not true. I don't think. What do you guys think about that? I've never thought it was like, a, I mean, like, I never thought it was his perspective. Me either. Like I just, any, anytime she ever has anybody else sing with her, I'm always like, this is just Taylor writing it. And she's just having someone else sing with her to make it. I don't want to say. So I guess we should I... go. Do we do we think Reputation Era is Carly Kloss or Lily Donaldson? Lily Donaldson. One hundred. I'm not as deep 50, in that 000. as you guys. So oh, I I don't. Know. I have the I have the Tilly Master Post pulled up. I will. So tell you. <laughs> making me question all the Carly stuff. So okay, I used to be a Carly truther, and now so here's the other kind of weird thing. Lily at this time was almost all of her I love you Taylor posts she was signing AT and a lot of people think that meant for A team because when they stopped being friends she went back and deleted all of them all of the ATs which is why I wanted to start with Endgame because it references the A team the A team yeah mm -hmm. um and Lily had been publicly with other women before like she supposedly had a fling with rihanna which wait lily I, aldridge right no, no donaldson donaldson, donaldson. Yeah. yeah so too many yeah. girls to keep track of you guys. well <laughs> if you take so carly is an easy believable thing because they were so public with their relationship but lily at the time and did we talk about this last time about all the snake jewelry she was wearing i feel like we brought it yeah. up okay yes. yeah so, and how expensive all of it was yes so it continued to make this the same necklace made the same appearance so right and this whole um the other reason it doesn't line up with Joe Endgame doesn't is because Joe Alwyn at the time didn't have a reputation at all. 
I mean, he still doesn't. <laughs> I'm just saying like the whole idea of like, we've got big reputations. Everyone's going to be talking. No, no one gives a really. about Joe Alwyn. Like, the only time we're talking is like, Joe who? <laughs> oh, you mean Mr. Taylor Swift? Yeah. Like yeah. no one, no, no one, one knows. Know. And I'm not trying to, I'm sure Joe's yeah. a very delightful person. I don't have anything against mm. Joe. Um, don't come at me. You guys are very sensitive about Joe. Like, don't you can come at me. Boring. You can come at me. Boring. Um, so and then you kind of get into the whole, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex-love you don't want to see. I don't want to miss you like the other girls do. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be drinking on the beach with you all over me. All of this really speaks to when you read it out loud instead of along with the super good, like boppy sound that it has going with it, it's very much. I want to be with you, but it, I want to do it away from everybody else. And there was no reason to keep Joe Alwyn a secret. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Literally no one gives a shit. Right. All right. So. Well, wait, should we talk about the other side of that? Sure. That lyric is, I want to be with you, but away from everyone else. But the women that she's been with are benefiting from being with her. Because a lot of them are models and they're drawn to wanting to have their picture taken with Taylor or be on Instagram with Taylor or be on Twitter with Taylor. They're all benefiting from that relationship, you know, even if it's just perceived as a friendship, which is why they don't work. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it only lasts as long as they're, a, then it's like, okay, well. Are we all right? Are we going to make this a relationship? Which means that we'd probably have to come out. Nope. I'm going to go marry some straight guy. And, you know, well, you can my, also, uh, you can see yeah. hints of it too in Miss Americana when she goes on and on and on about wanting to be perceived as the good girl. And right. everything she does is focused on wanting the approval and appreciation of people. And I, I think that reflects in I did something bad. Because she perceives it as bad. As she's a bad girl. Mm -hmm. You can see, because you can, when she talks about like, I never trusted narcissists, but they love me. So I play them like a violin. Meaning she seems very emotionally unattached to the men. It's Mm -hmm. just, they're a means to an end. She flies them around the world. That's where she gets all her pictures taken. That's where you know, her, the publicity lies. And then she talks about, I can feel the flames on my skin, crimson red paint on my lips. So who are you kissing that is giving you flames? Like maybe those painted the women lips. she's kissing are narcissists too. Because maybe. look at the industry they're in, right? I, I, I feel, and you could be right. I feel like I did something bad is very much her public. Yes. What she puts out in the world, this like straight version of her. And then mm-hmm. she says, but I'm still, I'm always drawn back to these what particular she, women who she really is yeah i don't know i just love the if a man talks shit then i owe him nothing mm-hmm. That's, mm, mm, when mm. she talks about the men in this song so she's good. callous uh-huh it's a, she's annoyed she's almost mm-hmm. irritated that she has to entertain this at all and like how much the the media eats it up and then lights her up for it but then she goes into the whole light me up like a witch which oh, i love her at that. the stake I know it's so good. Even if you aren't one. Yeah. Literally want to go listen to it right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can I say one more thing about Miss America? Of course. Yeah. Because it just popped out to me when I was watching it uh, yesterday. So she makes this comment after she wins the Grammy about, shouldn't I have someone here? Like, shouldn't I have someone in my life that I can call? Like, I've got my family, I've got my mom, but shouldn't I have that that person, right? Like, oh my gosh, my heart was like breaking for her. But then as part of the same documentary, because she said that in reference to the past. Mm -hmm. So, but in the same documentary, when she was supposedly in currently in that relationship with Joe, he barely gets any play Mm-hmm. in that documentary like the the amount of affection that i saw between the two of them is the same that i would show to a really great guy friend or girl right like right. a girl friend they do not have like that like it was just like oh chemistry. hey i did this great show congratulations right great yeah but not there like so we can't believe that that relationship was that that I think I used it in the last podcast, that ride or die person for her, the one she's going to be able to call and share her successes and her failures with, and is going to be there. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't see that. Well, even in the last like section of, I did something bad. It says so good. Why does it feel so good? Why does it feel, why does it feel so good? And then it echoes in the background, bad. Like it's this Mm -hmm. conflict going on constantly. And I think I think the everything with her is very deliberate, um, including production. Very deliberate. Like Taylor Swift just isn't mm-hmm. winging it in the production studio. Not like, like, oh, you know, it's sound cool. A little echo in the background. <laughs> very... right. yeah. Everything's very, very right. intentional. And so was all this, this, um, you know, use of witchcraft in the Salem witch trials and mm-hmm. lighting, lighting them up for, for it. She does the same thing when she talks about scarlet letters in some mm-hmm. of her, in, in uh, some of her songs, when she talks about like in the new romantics, which is, you I could get love deep the into, well, you could get deep into English lit on that, talking about mm-hmm. the romantic period. And that was the first kind of Renaissance of, you know, gays making any type of literature that was held on to that wasn't just passed down as folklore Mm -hmm. and their scarlet letters uh it's just (laughs) she's so fucking smart that like i can't believe it all happens on accident i just i can't i can't um do we are, do we really want to go through these song by song? Because I mean, like the whole album's fucking gay, you guys. So like, good. just listen to it. <laughs> like, don't blame me. Well, even oh, I was just gonna well, say, like, I think even- like we've just had this conversation before about. I think we can pick out a couple and just go like, this isn't written about a guy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, just well, not. like all, when, uh, all um, of them. Well, when Jackie <laughs> Jackie brought to my attention the uh, the. <laughs> The Tilly uh, master post on Tumblr. If you all want to read it, it's literally out there. You just search Tilly, T-I-L-Y, master post, Tumblr. It's the very first link that pops up. That being said, if you get in deep, if you if you don't, you know, Bring stop, a snack. Yeah, like you, you got to keep going. Just stick with me. Even King of My Heart mm-hmm. is gay once you read that master post. And it's King, but it's still gay it is so it is i I, did you ever hear about drag kings right right well yeah that's what lesbians say when they're right person yep drag king yeah you know and to be completely honest like 
sometimes I hear myself and I go, oh my God, Aaron, you sound like a raving fucking lunatic. But like, there's so it's many times. Endearing, bird. <laughs> there's so many times I listen to these songs. I'm just like, how, how does no one else see that this is gay? Like, this is not straight. This is not, this is not about Joe. This isn't about Joe. It's not about well, Joe. And here, I think Joe. we have like varied opinions on it or not varied opinions, but varied like backgrounds on it because you're listening to it from your perspective. And like, from my perspective as a straight, I'll, <laughs> as, I'll come out right a now. Straight. <laughs> straight. You're straight. I had no idea. Um, I know. Oh, it's the bait of Aaron's existence, please. She knows. Um, but even some of these, like as oh, a straight, wow. my heart is not about a guy. Yeah. Like it's no. just not. No. There's words in these songs that I would never use to describe a man ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I had sent you guys a text about this the other day. Part of it too is Taylor writes for the female gaze. And I mean, G-A-Z-E, y'all, not gays g-a-y-s <laughs> <laughs> but i mean oh, both <laughs> but she the men her, the whenever she she can't even fake it because whenever she writes about these men she writes them as like these romantic like gorgeous. like she's only ever met a guy on the movie there's no like, way gorgeous right. is about a guy that's like number one on my list of like no mm-hmm. uh, false god is number one well, well, and dress, and dress. dance with our hands what, tied. Wearing yeah. like a necklace is not <laughs> where so it goes. Yeah, Reputation is the gayest album of all of. Well, yes. I don't know. Folklore and Evermore are kind of like yeah, no, yeah. They are too. And Evermore, are like, I love her. Had a bunch. Oh yeah. It's also yeah. just the most like. I don't know. It's just. I think it's her most like. It's her most sexy, like it's the sexiest album. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like by far. Like she just she talks about sex in this album more than she has in any other album. Mm-hmm. Well, and even like in Dancing with Our Hands Tied, talking about I would face a storm with you, I would face the tide coming in, like we're stuck here kind of dancing with our hands. How could that be about Joe Alwyn? Like just that. We've had this conversation too. Like that is not a relationship you would need to keep secret because right. no one knows who he is, and like, no one cares. And well, and it's a guy. It's right. a guy. Like Why when has wanna... she ever? When has she ever kept a, a relationship with right. a guy secret? Literally, fucking never, never, never. And like it's and it's fine. Like no one's gonna be like, oh my god, Taylor's with Joe. All no, they're gonna be like, who? Taylor's with who? <laughs> why and why and like that's maybe not her that's brother the reason that she would want to keep it right the only reason she want to keep it a secret is because people would be like taylor come on right like, so it's so like first like from the from the jump you're not having it like why would you love him in secret right that literally every song that you write is about like it's pretty identifiable for like the people in the public that she's dated who these songs are about so it just like oh my god put oh the hands in my pocket thing like the whole the whole yeah. thing the All whole thing is not a, it's just not about a guy and even if we argue that like if it's about a girl it's about a guy whatever it's not about joe alwyn that's well, like and the sure. deep deep fears that the world would divide us right over what one literally straight blonde that- guy and a straight blonde <laughs> girl like when does it yeah, like divided that yeah people don't people want that that's what the bulk of you know the <laughs> gay haters want are two 
two beautiful blondes to get yeah, together. This is the Aryan super couple. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and she also kind of talks about there's a lot of imagery to it with like swaying as the room burned down. I'd hold you at the, as the water rushes in if I could dance with you again. This oh, was supposed to be written. Right. Well, it's supposed to be written about the person you're currently with, like, and the whole idea, the room burning down and the water rushing in, that is very apocalyptic, very world ending, very, everything as we know it is going to be burned away and washed away. Which is like the, you know, her, her world, if she were to come out, Mm -hmm. would burn down around her. (laughs) Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, it's just the whole secret thing. Like, regardless of gender, this song is not about Joe Alwyn. Why mm-hmm. would you have to have? Why would you have to have a picture in an invisible locket? You would just wear a locket, right? With this picture in it. And why <laughs> would you have any secret about any guy? No, because literally, because you've been plastered all over the, you know, social media right. and mm-hmm. magazine covers, and so it doesn't matter. Well, and just to skip back to gorgeous, I don't know if you guys remember when the, um, when she was releasing her, you know, she does all those videos for posterity and, you know, as a way that for her to remember what she's doing as well. But, um, gorgeous was originally the word curious was in it for, um, let me find the line right now. Yeah. Um because you're so curious about right. men about men right oh god I, it's um, not so it's um you should take a compliment that i got drunk and made fun of the way you talk you should think about the consequence of your magnetic field being a little too strong i got a boyfriend he's older than us he's in the club doing i don't know what you're so cool it makes me hate you so much so um you're so gorgeous. I can't say anything to your face because look at your face. I'm so this line instead of I'm so furious was written as I'm so curious at you yeah. for making me feel this way. <sighs> yeah. I just. <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> I just. Um, and if you line this up with, if you are a believer in, uh, the whole Lily, uh, Donaldson, she also has, uh, English accent because Mm -hmm. she grew up not far from where Joe grew up. Um, it's also pretty coincidental that they have a lot of the same features that you could find in delicate also. Actually, let's talk about delicate for a minute because delicate is one of the best songs and, when um you know on her tour when she does uh the song for it or the dance for it she she puts up on the screen what is that um french designer's name who was an out bisexual at the time i forget but she does this whole like montage to her in respect of her and um when they were telling her sorry taylor like this song belongs to the gays now she was like yeah for sure it's for the gays so, um, I actually read delicate as the part where, uh, dive bar on the East side, where you at phone lights wait, wait, up. What? Wait, go ahead. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Can we finish up gorgeous real quick? Sure. Before you get into that. Can I just say, sorry, that, I'm trying to go, I'm no, trying to go quick. So are, stop me. No, no, no. Say, I'm saying like, stop okay. me whenever. Okay. Yeah. Gorgeous to me is like, oh my God. It is. I think maybe one of the most relatable songs she's ever written. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. So first of all, just like 
the uh, that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, kissing um, in the bathtub. I kiss yeah, you in the bathtub. Yeah, to everyone here but you. Mm-hmm. Come on, like it's the most relatable shit ever. I don't know, like, and the part like if you've got a girlfriend, I'm jealous of her. But if you're single, that's honestly worse. Come on, like, well, here's so relatable. Well, like, here's the other thing about those lines. Also, um, if you're Taylor Swift. Let's just pretend you are for a second. Are you honestly, honestly about the competition? Are you worried about talking to some no name actor? Are you worried that you're not going to be good enough for him? I just want that like you make me so happy. It turns back to sad. Like, uh, uh, and like, there's nothing I hate more than what I can't have. What can Taylor Swift not have? She could have it. Well, she could have any one of us. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) Yeah, No questions asked. (laughs) it's just there's there's so many there's so many hints to it that it's just not about a guy so like the whole um yeah I totally agree with you Stacey I don't have anything to add to it yeah I just think it's like it's such a it's such a good like maybe not unrequited who knows um but certainly kind of one-sided like love song I just think it's so relatable that's one of those ones that like oh it's so perfect when you have a crush on someone such mm-hmm. a like I have a crush song mm-hmm. yeah. without making you feel like you're listening to music for you know 16 year olds <laughs> so indelicate the the whole um dive bar at the east side where you at phone lights up my nightstand in the black come here you can meet me in the back oh See, this, this reads horny this... Taylor horny Taylor Swift this album should have been called well this exchange also real reads like a back and forth like text messages back and forth Mm -hmm. come Mm -hmm. come here you can meet me in the back i'm wearing dark jeans and nikes look at you oh damn i've never seen that color blue um that could i mean that could be lily or joe or Mm -hmm. whoever it is saying it to her Mm -hmm. just think of all the fun things we can do because i like you the same for the best my reputation's never been worse so you must like me for me blah 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 I is just cool? like that. Is it cool that I said all yeah. that? Is like, it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Cause I know that it's delicate. What is delicate? Right. Like why would why it be, would delicate? be delicate with Joe? Mm-hmm. Like the only, the only thing that I can think of about Joe that would make anything delicate is if. Is he oh, burns easily in the sun. Right, like, does he need a alabaster skin? Right, like, I just, like, I get that if you really like someone and you're Taylor Swift and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm in the public eye all the time and I really like this person. So it definitely could be delicate, right? Like, it could be like, yeah, but she has a song about this and it's not, well, and it's like, why, why would it matter in my mind? Like, if, why do you why is it delicate why do you why do you think like you and joe I get because she thinks her reputation's been ruined because of all this shit but i don't think so because also like you're meeting in a dive bar like yeah i just don't i don't see how this could ever be it's delicate if you are a queer person trying to figure out if the person you're crushing on is also queer right Right. that's what i get i get that way more from the is it cool that i said all that 
Mm-hmm. Right. I get that way more than I do like, oh, she's going to tell Joe she likes him. Right, like, like I have that been okay there. that I'm the most famous singer in the whole world? <laughs> right? Like you? Is that okay, Joe? Are you okay with that? Right? Like, because yeah. as, a, as a young gay, I've definitely been like, blah, and then been like, is that cool that I said all that? Because like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? Why don't I have this? Is, uh, shut up, Aaron. Like, I've totally said, I probably said it's Stacy. Let's be real. But like, my point is there's no way, there's no way that Taylor Swift, I don't care how insecure she is, that she would be like, is it cool that I said all that? Like, I just don't see her being that like, that person i do not see her being that person with joe alwyn do i see her being that person with a with a girl yes 100 what do you think ann well i think the fact she just used the word delicate is very feminine right yeah, so right? i'm not gonna call i don't even i don't even know if i could get in the headspace of a woman who's into some dude but uh, like <laughs> i'm not gonna call whatever yeah, song i write about talking to the dude for a delicate I'm gonna, guy I'm gonna call it like nachos or something or like you <laughs> know right. bang them i don't know it'd be like <laughs> right it's so it's so random i just like, in, like even if when the you guy said, didn't like her he'd still want to have sex with her right <laughs> yeah. well like jackie the it way doesn't you matter said, yeah, and like Jackie, the way you said that, like she writes from the female gaze, like or the female gonna, gaze, and like she's gonna see like this guy, and like maybe, like maybe she does see like the gorgeousness of a guy, but like it, like even though Joe is, I would think he does look kind of delicate. I'm not gonna lie, he does, he does look like <laughs> like a stiff breeze would blow him right over, kind of thing. Like, but but like, is that really okay? Like, you know what? If gets that's me? the case. Again, as a, as a straight, um, what gets me is the, sometimes I wonder when you sleep, are you ever dreaming of me? Guys don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Guys don't dream it's written for females. Also, here's the other do. thing that they I get think- a picture. They put it in the spank bank and that's the, that's the, the spank of, bank. that's the, that's you really oh know how God. to make guys sound real here's, good. <laughs> here's one of the other, here's one of the other lines that I think gets missed a lot because it, it was so important that she actually put it in here. The whole dark jeans and Nikes. Look at you. Okay. That's not a far reach for a guy to be wearing jeans and Nikes, but it would be if you were a model. If you, if you're used to seeing this person in fucking Gucci dresses or lingerie on a runway or whatever, and you go to meet up with them in a dive bar and you're like, damn, look at you, dark jeans and Nikes, like you're kind of masculine. I dig it. That is enough to make it into a song. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. oh, hey, look at that guy wearing jeans look, and sneakers. He's got dark <laughs> jeans. Yeah. What a oh, you're out of your like cargo jeans? shorts. I like it. Oh like, come God. on. <laughs> wow, Nikes. Right. Also, third floor, <laughs> third floor on the west side, me and you. Joe did not live in New York at the time. Handsome, comma, you're a mansion with a view. Yeah, I'm sorry. Joe's not. Right. Joe's not. In fact, I'm gonna look up a picture of him just to confirm. Also, long night with your hands up in my hair. Um, Mm-mm. I don't have a lot of experience sleeping with like a lot of guys, <laughs> but are, they're not, I don't remember them being typically like long nights of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like he could be your brother. I don't. <laughs> it's not. Maybe like a, like a, 
six minute night. Okay. I mean, maybe like a couple <laughs> times. I don't know. Like I've never. Um, honorable mentions. And so yeah. it goes where you like oh. a necklace. Yeah. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my lifetime. Right. Um, the Hetlers attribute it to like, oh, she means because she wears that um, necklace with the J around her neck. It's like, mm, but she didn't no, say it like that. But that's just like wearing a necklace. Yeah. Where are you like a necklace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Very makes different. her like proud. If you're so proud of this person, then why are you writing a song called Delicate? Yeah. And then why don't you ever post each other on oh. your Instagram? And also in So It Goes. So So It Goes is one of the most like sexual songs it that she sure has written. It, again, just really like embracing her sexuality, which I think it, well, like, I guess not. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> since this is her entire sensuality, podcast. I should say, in her <laughs> lyric writing. Um, so you're so met you at a bar all eyes on me you're illusionist all eyes on us okay yeah no okay they were they were on table. yeah they were not on joe oh, this is wait hold on what i'm so it? chill but you make me jealous who who's joe running around with that she's right when are you jealous? ever right. gonna be when jealous no. or are you running around with a v- bunch of other victoria's secret models oh, it's this one um, I'm yours to keep and I'm yours to lose. You know, I'm not a bad girl, but I do bad things with you. With Joe. <laughs> right? You're having sex. Oh, that's so bad. You're having straight sex. Actually, that is awful. Sorry. But <laughs> I just, there's, I don't know if anybody could like convince me that any of these songs are about him unless Taylor Swift somehow like apparated into my my office right now and said, Aaron, I promise you on my mother that it's about Joe. I right. then I would that he's and then I'd be the like, hottest, most delicate nice secret. Delicate, I'd be like, you're, you're delicate, sure gorgeous. This delicate boy can get yeah. to town. And I'd still you, question her. I mean, come I, on, have you ever heard of a woman saying that they're wearing their man like a necklace? No. Never. 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 Like it was like, it probably is physically it's impossible. Chris Evans. I don't feel like <laughs> you're so straight for Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, that's not I it. love it. That's about- no, I would wear him like a necklace. He would wear you like a necklace. I mean, yeah. Let's yeah. be real. Oh, okay, okay. Real can we not person. do this? You did a number on me. Is Joe Alwyn doing a number on anyone? Okay, like, but my favorite part of that is uh but who's keeping count? And then she goes, one, two, one, two three. three. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course you are, you fucking Sagittarius psycho. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh my God, we yours can... to lose. Like, oh, really, Joe, really. <laughs> These aren't about him. But I, I think this whole album reads bad. of someone falling deeply in love. Oh, yes. yeah. And lust. And yeah, like all of it. Whole... All of the yeah, things. And then it ending with New Year's Day, which I think is the most like, I think it's again like one of the most romantic songs she's ever written because it's so mundane. I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so we could. I mean, I could. I could legitimately talk about. Wait, there's one more New Year's Day lyric. Hold on. Oh God, is love. it? Uh, please don't ever become a stranger. Yes, laugh. laugh. I would I recognize could, it. Uh, oh, oh. It's literally one of my, my favorite lyrics on. of any song ever. Let's okay. also not forget that at the um, the Time 100 gala, she changed those lyrics to her. 
She did. You I want her that video to me. And yeah. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and look up Taylor Swift 100 Gala, her. And she, and she does it three times, three times clear as day where people in the audience, you can hear them whispering, saying like, did she just say her? So, but I also just love like the hold on to the memories. They will hold on to you. Like everything uh, about this song. I love, I love that. She says forevermore. Like, uh-huh. Oh God, it's just so, it's so good. And it's so, it's such simple lyric writing for her, but I think like the melody is so beautiful. And I just like, Oh God, I love it so. It's well, because it's such a drastic change from the rest of the album, right? Like, right. well, and I just like that. Don't read the last page. Cause I have a habit of doing that sometimes mm-hmm. when I read books. Like I need to know what happens or like a show I need to like, I'll read the spoilers before I watch the episode or whatever. And I just like, she, Oh God. I don't know. Well, cause she gets. tells you, you don't have to read the last page. Cause I'm telling yeah. you right now I'll I'm stay. Dang. And if I yeah. don't, let's not find out yet. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I have know. chills. I, know. I love it. <laughs> God, so it's one of my much. favorites too, Stacey. I like, love I it so much. It's just like such an amazing song and the lyrics are just so perfect. And I just am like, that's like it's every girl glitter dream. on the right. Like, ugh, the glitter on the floor after the party. Girls carrying their shoes down in the lobby. Like, yeah, everybody's everybody's been to that. Yes, ugh. and like you're just so happy that you're still with the person yeah. that you came with. Like, yeah, when I do not party- carry my <laughs> shoes in lobbies. Well, That's disgusting. <laughs> but when the party's <laughs> over, the party's over, and it's not pretty or romantic or glittery oh, or shiny yeah. or. I just think that's you're hilarious. It's because you're not wearing heels. Yeah. If you had a pair of heels, and the lobbies that she's them. walking out of, are yeah, those be aren't spotless. dirty. Yeah, she's not going to be spotless. You can get your hair off the lobbies that Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's. I'm sure they're cleaner than the plates I have in my cupboard Probably. right now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so skipping ahead to Lover, which oh, the breakup album. Yes, the breakup album, and um, for all intents and purposes. Uh, many people thought this was going to be her coming out album because of all of the imagery that took place before. Um, not to mention she like released me on lesbian visibility day mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and just the vibes in that video with like her power yeah. she came on good morning American. But like, uh, yeah. 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 So I'm not, we're not going to take up your time by explaining all that to you because if you don't know what we're talking about, you are on the wrong podcast because yes. there's a certain amount of backstory you need right. to have. The schema <laughs> needs to include those little <laughs> So, um, I, I personally think either this is a breakup album or they were, you're losing that significant other. That is right. the, you're in the process of feeling them slipping away from you. Um, and I think that is written through the whole death by a thousand cuts, Cornelia street, cruel summer, the archer. I'm going to just listen to this now. I was, I thought when we were done recording, I was going to listen to reputation, but now like, not. I think lover might be my favorite Taylor Swift album. I definitely love (sighs) cruel summer. And Mm -hmm. I'm so sad it came out in August though. That's the one thing timing wise that I'm just like. Oh, it made me so mad because Cruel Summer is such a good song. Oh my God. Cruel Summer at the and when she's like, you know, I'm I'm drunk in the back of the car and I cried like a baby coming home from the bar. Mm-hmm. Said I'm fine, but it wasn't true. I don't want to keep secrets, secrets just, just to keep, keep you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, what are you talking about? What secret are you keeping? Well, the whole Cruel Summer song, it talks about sneaking into the garden gate in right. in Born New York. Me. That's not that's not where Joe lived. Nope. So 
I'm going to ask Anne first. What's your overall take on Lover, Anne? I, you know, some of it is, I don't even know if I would call it a transition because there's, there's some parts about it that are very, um, like she's getting over something, but there's also pieces of it that where she's feeling empowered, almost like she's got the the breakups behind her and she's moving forward and she's kind of coming to terms with who she is in a variety of ways that maybe only happens after you've analyzed the relationship you were in. Cause we all change when we're in relationships and it's not until we're out of them sometimes that we realize what impact it had on us, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see it as a transitional album in, in some ways too. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause I don't think it follows a, I do think that like the majority of the songs on here to me are, are solid breakup songs. And I think for any good breakup album, you do need some good, like happy relationship songs. And then there's a couple that to me just don't fit in to that story at all. Like um, soon you'll get better, which like, Oh my God, like put me, put me in a casket at that point. Cause I can't handle listening to that. Cause yeah, that song is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot. Same with uh, Miss Americana, because I think obviously like we know that song's about Trump and that whole thing, which can I just tell you the like high school Stacy on the dance team with like the go fight win in the background. It's her favorite part. She always talks about it. it I literally (laughs) love it. Um, uh, and obviously like the man, uh, like they're, they're, they don't fit into that narrative. I don't think, um, same with you. I mean, I don't know, whatever you need to calm down. I think it's just kind of its own like anthem and I love it. And it's so good, but like, I'm sorry, I forgot that you existed is like best, like, oh, I'm fucking over you song that's Mm -hmm. ever been written because obviously like. I don't know. I think hate is not nearly as bad as indifference. Like, and so it, that to me is just like, man, and lover, I think very much, I think some of these songs that are like romantic songs, she's singing about the past. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like lover to me feels reflective, right? Mm-hmm. It's it not that this album was, she started in the relationship and right. then she broke up. It's I've, I've broken up and I'm here's kind up, of I've broken the- up and now I'm, I'm reflecting working my way. I've wor- yeah. I'm working out of it. Yeah. Because obviously right. like Cornelia street, like Cornelia street, I think is about Carly. Even, even if it's just, even if they were friends up. and whatever, the whole thing with Scooter Braun, like whatever. I think that song is about Carly. I stand by that. Uh, Death by a thousand cuts. Oh, so God, good. it's like, re- oh. like it really just, it really just gets me the archer um i i like daylight i think it's so hopeful but like it's nice to have a friend that song is gay hella gay oh gay yeah can we talk about a minute uh, because i again one of the most underappreciated songs which i think is probably one of her darkest even though it's probably this the simplest lyric wise that she's ever written is the archer um especially aaron feels about the archer well the part that like the first time i heard it i was like oh my god taylor you poor thing was when um the whole dark side i search for your dark side but what if i'm your dark side yeah like that that to me was very much 
I'm keeping somebody else from living in the light because I'm mm-hmm. keeping them closeted. Like you're holding, yeah, mm-hmm. you're holding them yeah. back. And the whole, I cut off my nose just to spite my face. Like I hate my reflection for years and years. So you, you self-injure yourself emotionally and you hate yourself for it, but you can't stop the cycle. But Ugh. even just in the chorus, mm-hmm. the, um, who could ever leave me, darling? Oh, but who, but could, who stay? could stay? That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that song so much. Oh, poor Aaron. I'm oh, sorry. Aaron okay. is way too empathetic to ever listen to this song. I literally, the, I will never forget when Jackie sent it to me. She's mm-hmm. like, you're going to love this song. Yeah. And so I listened to it. I was like, yep. <laughs> But it's, it's so, it's so simple. You had to like, reach out to us from the afterlife. To the lyrics, right? the lyrics are so reflective and so simple. And I'm always kind of in awe, just like to take a focus off the queerness for a second. I'm always kind of awe of what like a wordsmith she is yeah. and how unbelievably talented she is to make such an impact with like, cause Archer doesn't have a ton of instruments. It doesn't have a ton of production. It's very much haunting echoey like something you're sitting in your room saying to yourself like it's very much like a self-reflective conversation that she's just let us in for like the whole cruelty wins in the movies um i've got a hundred thrown out speeches i almost said to you all of those times you're sitting in your room thinking about all of those things you wanted to say and you just never did and you still can't bring yourself to do it for whatever reason whether it's you don't want them to think you're not over you. You don't want to have to talk to them again because you may not survive it. Like there's all of these, these self-doubt things that come into play, but we, we play out these conversations in our head. And then the, I wake in the night, I pace like a ghost. The room is on fire, invisible smoke. All of my heroes die all alone. Like that claustrophobic feeling you get when you've made a mistake or something's ended and you don't know, you feel kind of lost in your own space and time. And it doesn't matter if you're lost on marble floors with a hundred thousand dollar bed. That's a very human reaction to losing a love that was so significant to you. You feel like a ghost of your former self without it. Like, I, I just think this is, one of the most beautiful songs. Then she kind of reflects on like, I have been the archer. I have done this to other people and now it's happening to me. Yeah. Like the and, part she's ugh. like, cause all of my enemies started out friends. Mm-hmm. I just like that resonates so much for so many reasons. Cause we've all been there where we're like, we've, we've started, we've had these friendships that, that should, and we assume are going to mean so much to us in the future. And then you just, whatever happens, whether it's, you know, intentional or not, they end up being enemies. And it's just like, oh my God. But I think a lot of those, I think a lot of those sentiments are echoed in afterglow too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's that same kind of, um, uh, I'm the one who burned us down. Like, oh, it's so sad. But here's the thing to bring it back her and Joe are supposedly still together through this whole thing. So who is she talking about? (laughs) First of all, there's just no way. Right. Because I'm sorry. I like these things are like, she's such a good lyricist. 
but I don't know. There's a, there's so much on that album that you're like, oh yeah, right now. Like I love paper rings. I love paper rings so much that that song puts me in such a good mood. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. My son loves it. Oh, I know. (laughs) I just think it's so fun. But when I watch it or when I listen to it, I'm like, this can't be the same person that is like, you're meeting in a dive bar. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't track to me. Paper rings feels like just a kind of generic song about love. As opposed to like Cornelia street, which to me feels deeply personal. Mm-hmm. What know. do you, what do you think are the most telling songs on the album? And I, I think, well, me, but I think a lot of it is because yeah, I've seen Miss Americana and her describing herself as, um, you know, when it's me, it's gay pride. <laughs> you know, I feel like, okay, here she goes. She's dropping those little clues and those little hints. Um, I love the archer. Um, love her. I mean, I just, I really connect with that one too. And, um, and then you need to calm down. I just, I love how she brings everybody together to kind of have a a party to celebrate, you know, what's so difficult, but can become something so positive. Yeah. Well said. What do you guys think the point is of death of uh, London boy? Cause I love that song. I ain't gonna lie. I, I love do. that it's song. A bop. <laughs> that song is so fun. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's a red herring. I think that, I think that he's British and she wrote a song and I'm sorry, like the lyrics in this song are not as they're just so skin deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're just not as, as, gut-wrenching as like some of these other like I fancy you cool (laughs) you know what I mean like like it seems so much less personal than something like death by a thousand cuts or Cornelia street like Mm -hmm. like I love a London boy oh and he likes my American smile right like it just like it's cute and it's so fun to listen to and like yeah, same with paper rings, like it's fun and it's whatever, but like I don't know, like false god. Mm-hmm. Like those aren't the, those aren't about the same people. They're just not. I think well, this stuff, I think it's almost like you have to write a song that kind of feels like it's about him because it's so freaking obvious that the other ones aren't. Right. And I think it's important too to to say that it's very possible that she's in a relationship with Joe Alwyn, right? Like it's possible. And if she's anything, I would assume she's bi or pan, right? Like, I don't think, I I don't think she's a flaming lesbian. No, I don't think so either. I think she's bisexual. Right. So it's, it's very possible that there are some songs that are about Joe. I just think it's even more possible that the ones that are supposed to be about him aren't. So this one, even though it's London boy and it's, it should be about him. I think it could very well be that it's also about other 
people. That but are- I don't know. I think the stuff in here, like to me, it's just is so there's such a dichotomy between the like, oh, we have to keep it secret and we have to whatever. But like, really, like you guys are just going to walk around Camden Market and hang out with his right. friends and do all this stuff. Like, I thought this was a secret. It's, it's, so pedo- it's so pedestrian. It's it has to be about Joe. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, she's talking like about a- high tea as right. opposed to like meet me in the back of the bar. Right. Like, and she yeah. calls right? boy, London boy. <laughs> yeah. It's not just interesting. London wear me like a necklace. I mean, I, I have high tea <laughs> with my with my mother and my sister and my friend it's right. like, like you're not hiding not it out you're not romance. hiding out drinking your tea well when you look at it in comparison oh, right. to like death by a thousand cuts is another one that the melody to it is incredibly misleading um because if you read just the lyrics without the song behind it it's a it's a painful breakup song like uh, death by a thousand cuts. Oh my so God. I dress yeah. to kill my time. I take the long way home. We've all done that. Like you're just trying, you don't want to be alone in whatever yeah. apartment you shared or house you shared or whatever, which they did not in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. Um, Joe, Al- New York doesn't scream Joe all when he just does no, it. Like no. nothing screams him. Not even <laughs> London. Cause he's not, not, not even the movies he's in scream no. him. So in he like, doesn't scream him pictures of him do not scream. I'm Joe Alwyn. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and just like the, the phrase, like I get drunk, but it's, but not, it's enough. not enough. We've all been there because oh, yeah. the morning comes and you're, you're not my baby. I just can't. I look through the windows of this love, yep. even though we boarded them up. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole, like, but if it's, if the story's over, why am I still writing pages? And I also think this is a throwback to paper rings, especially because of the, the line in here, paper cut stings for my paper thin plans, like the plan to marry you, marrying you with a paper ring, because we're not going to wear real wedding rings because no one can know we're really married. Uh, like oh my god that was perfect yes my time my wine my spirit my trust do we think joe Alwyn drinks a lot of wine or is that much more like a feminine thing i mean i know guys drink wine like he might drink wine i don't see him drinking anything else well she drinks old-fashioned so which is just the hottest fucking thing i know know. like well but this is the other thing for me too um our songs our films united we stand our country guess it was a lawless land He's from a different country. Mm-hmm. So just saying. Yeah. I, but I, I all the other one that kills me is trying to find a part of me you didn't take up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, like, why are you writing this awful heart-wrenching breakup song if you're still fucking with him? Right. Okay. Speaking of like heart, let's let's continue our, our dive into heart-wrenching uh breakup songs with Cornelia Street. Oh. Cause like, I'm sorry, that kind of breakup where you literally, you literally can't go down that street ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, like I just, uh, Cornelia street is one of my favorite songs, like hands yeah. down. Also the other kind of um, thing surrounding the lover era, cause we could just sit here and read lyrics the whole time, listen yeah. to them and okay. you tell us what you think. But the other thing about when lover era was first gonna gonna start coming out it was you know the the bisexual flag she was wearing the fucking she dyed her hair bisexual like all of these all this symbolism that pointed to queerness but as soon as it came out typically that the era lasts through the duration of the tours 
-hmm. Like that's, that's typically what it, what it lasts through until she starts transitioning over. There was a good portion of this time, even when she was doing promotions for lovers, she was coming in all black. Mm -hmm. Like she seemed very, Taylor has always expressed what she was going through, through hairstyles, what she's wearing, like whatever. And she almost seemed to be in mourning over something that didn't read right for the preemptive onslaught of lover. But I think Mm -hmm. it's super interesting too, because I was thinking about this also, like before we started recording the colors and the, the bright colors and the, um, the fonts that are used and all that kind of stuff. But in the album cover, she's looking down Mm -hmm. and she does not look super happy. It's not like a smiley, happy, whatever, like her eyes are down. It's not like it's the actual picture of her is, is so opposite the like vibe with the clouds and the pink and the blue and all that kind of stuff, the sort of cotton candiness, but her eyes are turned down. Well, and just the, the entire lover era is a bit confusing (laughs) Um, (laughs) because also too, even in the meme music video where it's like, pops of color and stuff everywhere and every that you have this guy uh brandon yuri proposing to her and he gives her you know flowers no candy no a ring no and she takes the cat like i love that video so much like yeah everything about it <laughs> the, there's just there there's so much like double meaning as even in that video when she's dancing around looking like a gay woman and uh, like her suit and uh, it's oh my god I hate like all the stereotypes that have to go along with it but it's it's just so overwhelming so much of it is overwhelming the other interesting thing that I want to pull from like the Tilly timeline the um, Lily and Taylor timeline is she has been predominantly where it all kind of lines up with this Victoria's secret angel ring that she wears. And a lot of people were like, Oh, well that was given to her when she did the Victoria's secret fashion show. Victoria's secret does not give out rings to performers. They're only given out to those who actually walk the catwalk. So, and Carly has hers, but Tilly does, or Lily does not. Lily has never worn the ring, but Taylor has one. So when you if you guys have time to look at this master post i think if you go i thought the most telling were the pictures of them from thanksgiving and this is all around lover the lover era Mm -hmm. where lily is there with her the pictures of them on the beach together the pictures of like they had a paint night together but they have paint wiped all over each other's faces and stuff like I'm sorry. I love Stacy, but if we were going to paint together, I'm not covering her in we're paint. We're not going to get my... like a cute little paint bite. <laughs> First of all, don't fucking put paint on me. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fucking do that. But there's so much of it reads um, of a couple, and then she did like even the song and the man. Um, so one of the New Year's is that they didn't spend together. It's because Lily was down in Saint Tropez with Leo, and when she sings the man, she sings about, I could be like Leo then down on San Tropez and it wouldn't be a big deal. You know, there, I I was a huge, like, it's gotta be Carly Kloss because it's so obvious. But when you read this master post, so much of it lines up so much better 
with Lily, especially if you think of it in terms of secrecy, because they kept it so quiet, like so, so quiet. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, and then I, there's the theory is because Lily was kind of reaching her end of being able to be a Victoria's Secret model because she hit 30, which oh I'm not God. saying that's right, but yeah. yeah. Retire. But then she wanted to, <laughs> she wanted to retire and have a kid. And a lot of that is represented in, you know, even folklore and evermore of giving my wild, give you a child. Like, so now that they've broken up, she's gone and had a kid. Yeah. It's, um, it's just kind of weird. It's yeah. just kind of weird, especially if you guys were friends, why go back and delete? Cause you know, fucking, you know, I'm not even the most feral of the Swifties. They screenshot everything that ever gets posted. No, and and they- here's the thing, you just don't do that. Right. Like I don't go back and like, if there's somebody I'm friends with and then we have a falling out, we're not friends anymore. I don't go like scrub my Instagram of pictures of mm-hmm. them. Like don't do that i was with somebody for 15 years and their stuff is still coming up Mm -hmm. with things that we did together i'm not gonna give like that was a part of my life but they didn't erase the picture they went back and just took off at i know but you know what i mean like if you're just friends Mm -hmm. with people you don't do that Mm -hmm. right you don't care no Mm -hmm. no especially if the friendship just ends you're like well it just ended like it sucks and i'm sad and i'll you know i'll I would be the one that would lament about it for a while. I mean, mm. I do that, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think that I would go back and delete comments or pictures. No, unless like that's that was like a extra. romantic, I 100% delete romantic stuff that's mm-hmm. ended because yeah. I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Nope. I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm the blocker. I block people. I'm like, fuck. Not this. that this will ever happen, but if me and you weren't friends anymore, I wouldn't go delete every bird comment on every post. You you know what I mean? Oh, I would. I would. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Bird. <laughs> no, we're don't talk about and it. We're going to be friends forever. <laughs> oh my God. Don't break up on this podcast. Never fear right. bird. At least we'd have some good music to help us through it. Right. It's Our crying playlist. <laughs> Also, when you get into the Tilly uh, timeline, you'll also see that Lily Donaldson was pretty much um, surreptitiously or or whatever at every stop of the 1989 tour. So it's because first when I heard first heard like and I was like, there's no way she was obviously with Carly. Like they're walking around holding hands, blah, blah, blah. I personally think getting into our theories now, I personally think. Taylor was testing the waters to see how people would react mm-hmm. I could being public with a girl without actually outing the woman she was with. I could totally see that's that. what I personally think. Now, did they ever hook up? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? The more I read about it, the more I think the Carly thing was about Scooter Braun. Mm-hmm. I think that was the big, whether well, plus- they were romantic or not. Yeah. Like that, that's a, but that's a really big betrayal. Plus she was having a lot of people over to Taylor's house when Taylor wasn't there and Taylor was getting pissed about it. Cause we all know how paranoid she is. I have people over at your house all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm not Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yeah. Where are we going? So it's, if the whole Lily Donaldson and Taylor Swift thing 
because it was kept so much more quiet, even though there was really no reason to keep Lily Donaldson's friendship that quiet with Taylor, because I, I think it was, I think that was intentionally kept out of the public eye because she was testing how the public would react with Carly. That's what I think the more I read about the two of them together and like how their timelines kind of overlapped and how Lily Donaldson was coming out of Taylor's apartment just as much as Carly. Carly was stopping for pop, pop, uh, pop picks. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to avoid the media attention more so than Carly was. And it has been, um, there's like this old article from Vogue. Um, I think it's linked in the Tilly thing, or maybe I heard it on a podcast, but um, Lily Donaldson is supposedly, and I, I hate to say this because I don't know any of these women, but she's supposedly like one of the highly intelligent models that just happen to be good looking. And she saw modeling as a way to make a shitload of money, like real early in life and then kind of do it. No, I'm saying she's a parent because I can't, I can't picture her. I can't picture Taylor Swift as someone who's not intelligent, like, because she's so smart that supposedly she is the smartest of all of the models, um, most intellectual, funniest, like also the other interesting thing is um when we were talking about like taylor recording herself like singing lyrics and stuff and and doing those things i heard on a different podcast they were comparing it to it's interesting to see her in those because she seems more like herself in like her comfy sweats and her flannels and like her hair is not done and everything and then you see her um before performances especially like miss americana where you know, she's talking about, I can't breathe in this dress. Her back is real uptight. She, mm-hmm. she just doesn't seem she's not comfortable. She's not comfortable, mm-hmm. but she gives off a real gay vibe in those videos, mm-hmm. like her flannels and her the casual videos, the cottage core yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ones where she doesn't have any makeup. I think there's mm-hmm. one where, cause I think she, at least she does wear, it looks like false eyelashes all the time, but there is one scene where she wasn't wearing any of that and mm-hmm. i'm like she kind of she's kind of giving me a little bit of a gay vibe here <laughs> she always gives me a gay vibe <laughs> do you guys have any final thoughts on lover we should have just broken them into two That's episodes great. it's uh, it's so perfect it's seriously such a good album I love they're it. both it was uh, reputation and lover yeah. are both just mm-hmm. amazing albums honestly yeah um yeah, not a bad song on either of them <laughs> so next time we're gonna do the pinnacle of taylor swift queerness and get into evermore folklore oh my god yeah. i can't wait. i feel like we should focus on folklore, <laughs> Just folklore? i think i think evermore we was released too, too soon after i feel like i feel like it's hard to talk about one and not talk about the other yeah, that's a full true. year to I don't know. No, also, just made me feel so bad about myself. It came out like right away. Like that was like the best. All like... I did during quarantine was like puzzles, and she released <laughs> three albums. <laughs> At that point, it's rude. <laughs> right. All I did was gain twenty pounds. Like <laughs> right. God. Oh, I couldn't uh, write my name. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to us. If you have specific things you want us to talk about in Folklore Evermore, when we get to that, let me know. 
or hey, you don't you don't just have to send me a message, send any of the messages. That's fine with me too. Um, but thanks. <laughs> well, I don't need to field all of them. Jackie, <laughs> all the messages. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about folklore and evermore and a lot of questions oh, yeah. that would come about that. Well, because I actually think like I agree with you. I think Lever was like a transition, like the person was kind of slipping away and it was near the end. And I think Folklore and Evermore are the fallout of it, like the yes. absolute devastation yes. of this relationship being over and realizing just how much you were in love with them once it's really done. Like they're not returning your calls. You don't have any communication with them. Like it's over, over. And you're not going to fucking tell me she's still in love with Joe Alwyn in this. I'm sorry. Those songs are heartbreaking. When, when I listened to folklore, the first thing that hit me was, does Joe know about how she feels about all oh, she wrote, he wrote it? This other person. Oh, yeah. He's a writer like, on it. Oh, <laughs> oh man, we're gonna really get into it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everyone. Um yeah. Go listen to Lover or Reputation. Or Reputation. Or, or, or both. Put them on shuffle. Bye. 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 Fierce Fan Media.